Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And welcome to Don't At Me. Now, hey, look, I don't know about you, but it was 65 degrees here in Indianapolis, and now all of a sudden it's like 27. Dylan and I are not happy because it's the same thing going on in Nash Vegas. All right, hot take time. You ready for it? I'm watching my television this morning, and our executive producer, Aaron, tells us, Dan, you got to start with hot takes. Not hot takes like that are made up, but you got to start with things that are bothering you. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you something that has me running hot this morning, and it's the NBA. Do you guys remember Bird, McHale, Parrish over here? Magic, Kareem, Worthy over here. Michael and Scotty and Kukoc over here. Do you remember that? Or how about maybe Durant, Steph Curry, Oh, I don't know, Clay Thompson who makes every shot. So today I'm watching, and it's starting to drive me nuts. Why do we listen to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and this current group of clowns? Why do we listen? I'm watching, and Tim Legler, who is really good and a really good guy, and Jay Will, who is really good and a really good guy, they're talking about Kevin Durant, and they're talking about, well, you know, we love the grind in Brooklyn, We blah, 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 blah. Why would anybody listen to Kevin Durant? I'm not listening to Kevin Durant anymore. I'll listen, I guess, to Steph Curry. I'll listen, I guess, to LeBron. I ain't mad at listening to LeBron. I got respect for LeBron. But this guy, he doesn't even respect his job well enough to show up dressed nicely. That's it. Don't at me about it either. So I go around and I say, okay, that's enough. He's talking. And then I heard it. And then I heard it this morning. And I'm sitting there going, are you guys idiots? On my television, they said, well, you know, Harden, who is a pig offensively, Durant, who's terrific, and Irving, who never plays, are the three top scoring trio in the history of the NBA. Now, a best scoring trio. And I thought to myself, that's crap. Number one, one guy's a pig. Number two, the other guy doesn't play. And number three, give me Bird, McHale, and Parrish today, tomorrow, the next day. Number four, give me... Abdul-Jabbar, the leading scorer in the history of the league, I would argue Magic Johnson's the best passing player to ever play, and James Worthy, all he did was average about 25 every year himself, and I don't even want to get into the rest. It drives you nuts. We have such recency bias, but we got to listen to these guys talk. Doesn't anybody on my television that talks about the NBA, doesn't anybody have any sense to not just kiss the backside of the modern NBA player? I don't know, people. I don't know, but I'm watching this and I'm going, are you insane? Like, are you nuts? The leading all-time scorer in the NBA until just about 10 minutes ago was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was on a team, ladies and gentlemen. He was. He was on a team. And it was a damn good team with the best passing big guy ever. Look, I don't want to hear from you about me talking about back in my day. Oh, that's crap. This isn't back in my day. This is if you're going to talk about the NBA and you're going to talk about it historically, you got to talk about it real. 
not just because every media guy wants to be in the hip-hop world, not because every media guy thinks it's cool to drink whatever booze people drink, go to whatever club they drink, and uh, hang out with all the uh, little girls that are trying, you know, to get with players. No, 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 no. We must be factually correct. Look at these three. Byron Scott on the wing. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the best scorer ever. Magic Johnson. He have stooping everything that walks, but also dishing the ball. I'll take them. Put Michael Jordan with Scottie Pippen and then throw in a third. I don't care. But my God, the best that ever did it? Look, you cannot have the best that ever did it unless you include Wilt Chamberlain. So if we're going to go with the best that ever did it, you got to go with a guy that averaged 50 and 25. The modern NBA player gives me gas. In fact, I lift the cheek. That's going to be a new segment. I lift the cheek to you, NBA media. I lift the cheek. I tell you what I think is cool. Now, all right, here's the deal. Tiger Woods plays in a golf tournament I'm going to watch. Tiger Woods, look, all right, Tiger Woods is a guy's guy. Tiger Woods gave Justin Thomas a feminine hygiene product after he outdrove him. Is this the greatest? Is this the absolute greatest? See, I don't care if you're offended by that. I don't care if you're offended by Bob Knight giving a feminine hygiene product to his team. I didn't see that when I heard it. I don't care if you're offended by it. This is guy stuff. And guys have got to be able to do guy stuff. Guys need to be guys. Wild at Heart is one of the greatest books of all time. Because it gives men the freedom to be men. Ah, what does that mean? I said one time that so-and-so is so hurt he's going to need a gynecologist. I got some guy out on the West Coast that threatens me with that all the time, that he's going to expose me and my Twitter. Yeah, I said, hey, I spelled the name kicked wrong. And you said gynecologist, and this guy... He's kind of a notable douchebag. Oh, see, this is how bad Dockage is. He's sexist. No, that's how guys talk. That's how guys go, well, we shouldn't allow it. Yes, we should. Not only should we allow it, we should start encouraging it. Because the the feminization of the adult male sucks and should not be allowed to be in our culture. And it ain't toxic masculinity. What's that clown's name? that used to be on ESPN, that woman. Everything's toxic masculinity. It's toxic man. Uh, shut up. This is what dudes do. Yeah, it is. And if you're offended by it, good. Go over there and be offended by it. It's like my buddy used to tell his wife, you're mad at me? Fine. I just don't want to hear about it. I just don't want to hear about it. Go be mad at me. Go be angry. I, I don't want to hear about it. So if you're mad, if you're upset, if you want to write an article, good. Write your little article. Don't send it to me. I don't want to hear about it. This is the kind of hijinks that built this country into the greatest in the history of the world. And I'm being dead serious. In fact, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to bring a little box of tampons and put them in my golf bag. I am. And if I outdrive everybody at 60 years old, built like a brick you-know-what house, then I'm going to start passing them out to the young kids that I play with. I'm going to Vegas in April. 
middle of April. I'm playing golf with my son, my nephew, Petey, my brother, a couple buddies. We got an eightsome going. I'm telling you right now, I'm bringing a bag of tampons. If you don't like it, so what? Get over yourself. All right. Tiger Woods playing on one leg and Phil Mickelson in the live tour. Now, I don't know about you, but all of a sudden, Uncle Phil is getting a bad rap. Phil's playing in front of nobody. Tiger's playing in front of everybody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying uh, you're going to start seeing Brooks Kepka is starting to get buyer's remorse. Brooks Kepka uh, is actually contemplating, if he can do it, who knows, a move back to the tour. Look, PGA players that went to the live tour for all the money, I don't blame them. And anybody that blames them is a hypocrite, at least the idiots that are on my TV that are NFL media, because they say nobody should get on a field or a court or a pitch unless they get paid. Well, I got to tell you, Look at this picture right here. Where would you rather be playing? Now, I understand it's Tiger, and he draws the biggest crowds, but I also understand that's Phil. And Phil draws a big crowd, too. Phil draws a massive crowd nine out of ten times when Phil is playing, ladies and gentlemen. So the idea that, well, you know, it's just Phil. No, no. Nay, nay, Nanook. Phil will draw a crowd. Look at that. Where would you, if you worked your whole life, You don't work your whole life to just get paid. You work your whole life to perform in front of big-time people in big-time events. You just do, don't you? You just do. And the great ones, the great ones, man, they thrive in it. All right, Purdue fans, listen up. Purdue fans, listen up right now. I told you this a couple weeks ago, and you all lost your mind. You all lost your mind because, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 you said that Zach Eady shouldn't, uh, you know, uh, talk and be a leader. Yeah, he shouldn't. He should shut up and let Braden Smith be a leader. But yesterday, you saw the results of it. Midway through the second half, Purdue's rolling pretty good. Then Mason Gillis gets a technical foul. He waves at the official. Official's like, hey, screw you. Boom. You're not good enough to wave at me. I don't blame him. Doug Shouse, longtime official, gave him the Ziggy. So there it is. Okay. Next thing you know, four free throws, momentum change. Next thing you know, they're going right at Braden Smith. And last night, I got to tell you, it was personal. It was personal. Braden Smith was terrific in the first half. But these guards for Maryland were not having it. Nuh-uh. I'm sure they were calling him various racial type things, but that's just basketball. At least, you know, to the white guys. When the white guys catch it. You know, white boy, that kind of thing. You hear it all the time. If we got offended by it and protested, there'd be no white players. You just go, yeah, okay, take this, mother. You know, it is what it is. But Maryland, I never say this. I never say this. Um, But Maryland, on the first possession of the game, if you're a Purdue fan and you want to see what Matt Painter and his staff was talking about, When he said, we got out toughed, we got to be better, watch the first Maryland possession of the game. Maryland, bam, they knocked Zach Eady all, what is it, mountain masquerading as a man, out of the way. They missed a couple offensive rebounds. Didn't matter. They set a tone for how they were going to play. Now, Purdue's a better team, so Purdue don't lose heart. 
You just made a key mistake on the road in front of a crazy gym, and Mason Gillis made it. He gave them hope. He opened a little bit of space, and you don't do that on the road. There's a kid that is, I don't know, I guess he's on uh, Big Ten Network. His name is Rafael Davis or something. Okay, so Purdue says, well, you got to be 10 points better to win on the road. All right, let's say that that nonsense is true. I never heard Bob Knight say that. I never heard Mike Krzyzewski say that. Maybe that's a Purdue thing. Okay, let's say that's true. Well, the meaning behind that is you can't give an opening to the crazy home team. Purdue with Gillis getting a technical, whap, 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 four straight free throws. There's your opening. Next thing you know, it got personal against Smith, and boom. I swear to God, I'm sitting there, and I'm texting with my agent, and I look, and all of a sudden, it's 16. I kept watching. Boom, pass Smith. Boom, pass lawyer. Boom, pass Smith. Boom, pass lawyer. Boom, kick it. Purdue, you got no problems. You got no problems. But what you got to understand is if you do believe in that ridiculous, idiotic mantra of you got to be 10 points better, then you got to live on the road. Then you got to live it. You got to live it. And you can't give an opening. And that goes for every other team in college basketball that's playing on the road at this time of year. So now. Seven time, I think the the eight losses for Purdue. Listen to this. There have been seven court stormings. Seven court stormings. Seven of them. Teams have court stormed. The Indy Stars all a flutter. Our boy Doyle's all upset. Oh my God! Look, I'm a guy that lost his career to a court storming. We beat Toledo. We were 12 and two. I just whacked my assistant on the leg. I go, man, we're going to be hard to beat because we got a kid named Jermaine Fitch back. He had two ACL surgeries. Jermaine played great in the second half. Terrific player. Could never get going because of injury. But he was great in the second half. We beat Toledo. Go in the locker room. Crowd storms the court. I hear screaming. I'm like, oh, man, what the hell? Uh, One of the Bowling Green fans had jumped on Jermaine, tore his ACL for the third time, and that was it for his career. He lost his career. I lost my career. Basically, we finished with 18 wins. We'd had 25 wins. We'd have been the best team in the Mac with a kid who I thought was a pro, but I don't care. I'm for court storming. Let kids have fun. Nobody's getting hurt. Shut up with the whining. College basketball does not need to go back to the NBA where you put your damn towel over your head and you look sad to be there. So I don't want to hear about it, but I do want to hear from one of the greats of OutKick, making his debut, I believe, on the show, the great Zach Dean. Zach Dean, I got to get into something with you. Um, I saw the headline of your article. Does Lindsay, does, not, not, is it Lindsay Lohan? Who gets naked in a little bit of a thing? Is Lindsay Lohan still getting naked on us? See, Dan, obviously you didn't read the article, right? You do because, and, and, and here's why I know that because I found out because over the weekend I saw that Lindsay Lohan was trending. I was like, why is Lindsay Lohan trending in 2023? It seems odd to me. I mean, I, I grew up with Lindsay Lohan, but I haven't thought about her in a long time. And I think she went a little nuts too, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah. tried to figure out why she was trending. And then all of a sudden I, I saw that this Netflix movie called I Know Who Killed Me was the number one Netflix movie over the weekend. And it was with Lindsay Lohan. And it's supposed to be this horror movie, 
like weird it, it, it's billed as a sexy horror movie where Lindsay Lohan's like a stripper who lost her identity and she's trying to figure out who killed her regardless the kicker is the movie's from 2007 so for whatever yeah. reason it's trending now it's like people are just finding out that that Lindsay Lohan made this terrible movie but she strips in it and it's from 2007 and people want to watch that on Netflix now so that's that's where she, that, that, that's why she's popular I guess I guess the question is is she naked no, we, well, you gotta. I, I guess. I guess I would say you gotta read the article, right? No. Um, I did. Uh, <laughs> I I looked at this movie and went to like various YouTube clips and like look at all the. I, I don't think not not completely, but there are some wild wild scenes in there, like with some just ridiculous dialogue and like she's possessed and in bed and. And her mom's it's 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 I I can see why it's getting terrible ratings on IMBD and Rotten Tomatoes because it's just horrible. But it's almost like one of those movies where it's so bad it almost becomes kind of good towards the end and you kinda of want to see how it finishes. Yes. Uh, so yes. so I think that's why it's become so popular. But uh but I, I don't know if she if she goes completely naked, but there is some wild, wild bedroom scenes that, that has some dialogue in there that you go Boy, how did they write this and think that that would work? Um, the Wall Street Journal, because of our economic crisis, is saying, hey, here's the solution. Skip breakfast. That, doesn't, that just seems stupid to me. What are we doing? Well, here you go, Dan. If you had to skip one meal, which would it be? Would it be breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. It's always breakfast because I come down here and I try to I'm, I'm a fat guy and I try to intermediate fast and it never works. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I, I tried the intermediate fasting, too, but that's I, I'm kind of with you, though. It, it, it doesn't work. But if I had to skip one, I think I'd do lunch. And I wrote that in the story because. I don't know. I just feel like breakfast and dinner are these are these like huge meals and huge. Th- I mean, at least where I grew up in the South, like breakfast was a huge thing. I mean, that's like, I mean, you know, grandma, you don't miss breakfast. Like every day you wake up at grandma's house and it's like she's cooking for 15 people, even though you're the only person there. Um, and, and then dinner is the same way. So so if I had to skip one, it'd be lunch. But, yeah, the Wall Street Journal wants you to skip breakfast because I. <laughs> They say because of Ukraine and Russia and uh, the bird flu. So their their uh, their way to combat that is to stop eating breakfast, and then we'll be you know we'll be saved. What did you do at the uh, Daytona 500? Did you get in trouble? Did you do some high? Were there hijinks at the Daytona 500 media day with you? I was the only one who was having an ounce of fun because, and by and large, the NASCAR media, it's kind of like the rest of the sports world. They all ask the exact same questions to these drivers a hundred times. Like, these drivers are all, you know, they they sit in these scrums for 30 minutes and, and, and the media just goes to them like vultures. And there's like 50 people around one driver and they all ask him the same question that he's been asked a hundred times. What do you think about the qualifying speed? What do you think your car is going to do this weekend? Yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, is someone going to ask him anything different? So my idea going into media day was to ask every driver, because, you know, the big thing right now is we're shooting UFOs out of the sky, right? Like every day Biden is shooting something. Don't know if it's a UFO, but we don't know what it is. But but it just seems like we're just shooting things out of the sky. And a lot of people think it's aliens. I'm like, oh, that's cool. 
maybe it is aliens. Maybe we could use an alien attack. So my idea was to ask every driver if, if there was an alien attack on this country and they had to elect someone from the NASCAR Cup Series garage to lead the attack, who would it be? You know, who's the toughest guy in the garage? And then on the flip side of that, who is the person in the, in, in the Cup garage who would probably struggle the most? So it was a way to kind of find out who they think is tough and who they think is, is kind of weak. So I asked that to every driver after they got bombarded with the same question 50 times. And I got to be honest with you, every single driver I asked, it was the first time they smiled or the first time they laughed the entire 30-minute media session because they finally got something interesting to talk about rather than answering the same thing 100 times in a row. So I think the drivers appreciated it. I don't know if the... Uh, I don't know if the, the hard-hitting journalists there appreciated it, but I'd much rather be on the driver's good side than their good side. Yeah, screw them. I mean, look, let's be honest. We don't care about hard-hitting journalists. I want to know. My wife is a big believer that we are going to have zombies. If you watch Game of Thrones, you know who White Walkers are and yep. aliens. So, hey, look, my wife, she elects herself to be queen of the castle so that she can protect everybody from them. Let me ask you a couple of things. We've got now Outkick Nightcaps. Tell me what Outkick Nightcaps is. Well, uh, Nightcaps is where we're ending our second week this week. It's been great. We've had two weeks of it. I'm doing it most days. Uh, Anthony Ferris and Amber Harding are doing it, doing it the other two days. I'm doing it three days. You know, a lot of people, when we rolled it out, they thought it was, you know, just screen caps, copying screen caps, which has been an outkick staple for a decade now. And Joe Kenzie does a great job with it. Um, but it's not screen caps. It, it, it has a little bit of screen caps flair to it. But the way I describe it to people, at least this is how I thought of it, was because I used to live in Boston um, before it went to, you know, went to hell. I used to live in Boston for four years, and um, I would take the subway 40, 50 minutes every day back and forth wherever I was going. So I, the way I describe it is if you're getting on the subway and you have a 30-minute ride in front of you, I want you to be able to open your phone, read nightcaps, and catch up on everything funny, viral, interesting that you missed at work that day and be able to enjoy it. It's not going to be anything serious. Like, I, I, I don't know. If anybody's read any of my stuff, I hope you guys do or I'll get fired. But I, I, I'm not serious. I don't like writing about serious things. That's just not fun to me. Like, there's enough of that everywhere else. I want you to come to Nightcaps to laugh, to to think. And, you know, I wrote about Lindsay Lohan, Dumb and Dumber 3 yesterday. You know, stuff like that that I find interesting. I think people, you know, other people would find interesting. And just a way to be able to kind of relax at the end of the day. That's that's sort of what I want nightcaps to be. I am going to give you a serious question because uh, you're, you're, you, you were there and I wasn't there. And for some reason, whatever's going on on Daytona 500 day, I watch it. All right. Like, I don't like the drivers. When I, when my radio show in Indy, IndyCar drivers were awesome. Freaking NASCAR and their whole NASCAR thing were pains in the backside. They just were. But you were there, so I want to bet the race. Who am I betting on? I need I need insider information from you. Boy, Dan, asking to try to handicap the Daytona 500, the biggest wild card race of the year. Holy cow. That's, that's the toughest race of the year to handicap because I was talking to Jeff Clark, our sports betting guy. You know, he was asking me about it, too, a couple days ago, and I said, boy, you know, most NASCAR races you are pretty easy to bet because the same four or five guys usually win at most weeks. 
Um, but the yeah. the exceptions are the road courses, Daytona and Talladega. Um, boy, you know, um, I, I Ryan Blaney's one who I would I, I would throw a little money on. I think he's he's a he's a decent bet. He's in a four. He always does well. He almost won one of the dual races last night. He always does well in these things. Um, he's not a bad one. A couple wild cards. Um, you know, Daniel Suarez isn't a bad one. He's usually, he, he if, if you sprinkle a little bit on him, he could be someone who gets a big payoff at the end because he's going to be pretty big odds, but it wouldn't be out of the realm that he wins because he's pretty good at these sort of races. Um, you know, people are going to want to bet Chase Elliott and stuff. He's the favorite. He's the most popular driver. I'm a Chase fan myself. He's almost always involved in a wreck. So I think that's a stupid bet because he just has horrible luck. He's key. He, he, he was almost like Earnhardt back in the day where he just could never win the 500 because he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. So um, I, I'm probably going to pick Blaney this weekend. I'll probably be wrong. But part of the reason I'm picking Blaney also is because he was most receptive and most excited about my alien question. So uh, I'm going to reward him by, by throwing some money at him. Uh, my guys, Ryan and Dylan, um, when yeah. it came out that Tom Brady was sitting on his bed in his underwear, they came out and put my face on Tom Brady's underwear picture. I got two questions for you. One, why did Tom Brady do that? And two, um, I don't like my face on other men's bodies. This body's a temple. Zach, yeah. why, why did Tom Brady do that? What was he doing? Well, for starters, I, I don't blame you. I don't want my face on other men's bodies either. But, if I mean, you could do a lot worse than Tom Brady. Let's just be honest. I mean, True, true. You know, that's a good – you know, Dan, it's not bad, frankly. I mean, maybe – It looks like maybe, I'm going – hey, Zach, Zach, it looks <laughs> like I'm going Jeffrey Tubin with that right hand. I, and – <laughs> Yeah, and you look like you got to be. I, I'm not sure your head quite fits Brady's body either. It looks a little bit too big for Brady's body. Um, why? Yeah. Why did Brady do it? You know, Brady's he's he's retired. He's single. He's trying to get back out there. Dan, you got to start somewhere. So you know, and yeah. instead of maybe in, instead of going on one of the dating apps or or you know whatever, he just decided to shoot his shot with his millions and millions of social media followers. Throw the picture out there, see see what he gets back, see see what he can reel in. I don't blame him. I mean, he's Tom Brady. It shouldn't be that hard. Should you? Can you imagine if you know you're just some recently divorced, you know, twenty, thirty something year old girl that gets on a dating app, and next thing you know, Tom Brady pops up. And be like, what? What? Now, what would they do? Now, if what that... would they do if that picture popped up? Yeah. Uh, they would vomit in their own mouth, run outside, <laughs> spit it into wherever they spit it, and and that's it. Hey, last, last thing uh, before I let you go. Tiger Woods giving a tampon to Justin Thomas because Tiger Woods outdrove Justin Thomas is one of the great moves. I am putting tampons in my golf bag at the ready in case I outdrive my son or my nephew. Good move, sexist move, misogynist move. What is it? It's an elite move. It is peak Tiger yes. Woods move. I mean, I've, I've been a Tiger guy forever. 
golf is better. Frankly, golf is relevant when Tiger is relevant. Um, Tiger out driving Justin Thomas, having a tampon at the ready. I don't know why I've never thought of it, but when when, when we go golfing with my dad, me and my brothers go golfing with him, we all outdrive him pretty easily. It's it's going to be a staple in the golf bag now because if it's good enough for Tiger yes. to do, it's good enough for Zach to do. I promise you. So it's an elite move. Sounds like something you might be reading about further in Nightcaps today because I saw that and I was like, I got to get that in there somewhere because that is that is a peak Tiger Woods move. That is. Hey, hey, there is not a one damn thing wrong with guys just being guys, man. There is nothing. And I guarantee you Tiger Woods figures out a way to get an endorsement out of it, too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Tiger Woods maxi pads. It's it's, it's 2023. (laughs) If if guys can't be endorsed by tampons, I don't know what we're doing here, right? Right. Right. Zach, keeping up the great work, man. Nightcaps is a blast. Thanks for the time, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dan. Let's not wait so long next time, all right? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Hey, go to Outkick. Go to the Nightcaps. It's fun. I did read it. It's the kind of read that I like. It jumps around different things, and it's all interesting, clever, uh, and funny. But I, I don't want to hear one word. You know, Barrett Sports Media, they write all the time about our show. Yesterday, they were on my backside about me saying, well, you know what? Stephen A. Smith just talks and talks. He does. So rip me all you'd like, but Tiger Woods tampon to Justin Woods is a big thing, is a big, big thing. Is Biden talking UFOs? Oh my God. Does Biden know that there is like a nuclear explosion in East Palestine, Ohio? Is Biden here? Uh, Joe, Joe, we'll be right back. Biden talking UFOs next. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Mark Harris is going to join us coming up, and man, is he right. He says, I can't believe that people with a functioning brain are actually offended by Tiger Woods handing Justin Thomas a tampon. Let me tell you what I got to say about anybody that is offended by Tiger Woods giving uh, Justin Thomas a tampon. Tough. Good. Be offended. Be offended. Be offended. Just go over there and be offended. Ain't got no time for us. Uh, uh Uh-uh. Ain't got no time for you to be offended. Look, we are starting a revolution And the revolution is back to common decency and common sense. It's like back in the day, my pastor, Aaron Brock, had taught me this. Look, back in the day, the cigarette dangling out of the mouth, the motorcycle, the leather, that was a rebel. Now, being a good Christian man who laughs at funny things, who loves his family and goes to church, that's rebellious. Let's start a rebellion. And if you're offended by Tiger Woods handing a tampon to Justin Thomas, you're normal now. But so let's us not be offended and let's us 
be rebellious. Yes, sir. Speaking of rebellious, we have, uh, we know this, we have an idiot in our office of the president of the United States, the most important office in America. Joe Biden, we don't know exactly what these three objects were. These three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions, studying weather, conducting other scientific research. Joe Biden shooting things down in the air. He's got the most sophisticated army in the world, most sophisticated surveillance system, and he doesn't know what he's shooting down. Let's hear from Jolton Joe Biden. Last week, in the immediate aftermath of the incursion by China's high-altitude balloon, our military, through the North American Aerospace Defense Command, so-called NORAD, closely scrutinized uh, the, uh, our airspace, including enhancing our radar to pick up more slow-moving objects. Can people hear it? Last week, in the immediate aftermath of the incursion by China's high-altitude balloon, our military, through the North American Aerospace Defense Command, so-called NORAD, closely scrutinized uh, the, uh, our airspace, including enhancing our radar to pick up more slow-moving objects. All right, there you go. So, Jolton Joe Biden... He, uh, I don't know if he's still talking or not, but I am. That's what I hear. What do you hear when you hear Biden talk? Blah, 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 blah. So he's just shooting down things. Uh, the, the, look, I, I tell you this all the time, and I've always told you this, and I will continue to tell you this. There's always a backstory. There's always a backstory. It does not matter whether it is basketball, football, baseball, hockey, government in particular. They're hiring of radio hosts, of hiring of... There's always a backstory, period. There's always a backstory. And, ladies and gentlemen, there is a backstory here. We'll never know it, but there is always a backstory. I don't know. Did you see this? Don Lemon who is, I've never watched Don Lemon. I watched this clip of Don Lemon. Don Lemon says Nikki Haley isn't in her prime as a politician because she's not in her 20s, 30s, or 40s. She's only 51. Well, Biden's 80. This may be the dumbest thing ever said on CNN. And he used Google at his source. But if you go to Google, Google actually goes into the 50s. And here's the deal uh, with Don Lemon. Don Lemon... He says, I don't believe this, but he puts it out there because he's doing that old deal where he's giving himself cover for saying an idiotic thing. Let's hear from Don Lemon. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. 
when a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got it. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. We need, they need to qualify. To are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you don't talking don't shoot about the message prime for being saying president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. Don Lemon's an idiot. Like, and I'm not even talking about this. You could tell he's just a little batch. You could tell he's just an angry guy. And today he wasn't even on his show. If I'm these women, and he's always yelling at people uh, according to whatever, he's just a little pain in the ass. I mean, honestly, God, you can just tell what he's doing here. He's doing that passive-aggressive thing where he's saying, hey, look, I'm not saying it. I don't agree with it. Uh, but here it is. That's just a little batch move. That's all that is. That's just a little batch move. That's just a little move by him to give himself cover. But he wants this out. Look, ratings for his show stink, and I understand why. This man would appeal to nobody. The only person he would appeal to would be a politician that he is on the right. Look at this. There's nobody this man would appeal to, particularly when you're on a show in the morning on a news show and you're being a passive-aggressive little batch. That's all he's being. You know, he knows, or he knows he's trying to get this out there to smear Nikki Haley. Which, you know, the, the two things you do is, is you do it like this, or you make fun, which these idiots have already done, of Nikki Haley changing her name, which if you do a little research, you'll find that's not really true. But the truth of the matter is he's just being a little passive-aggressive batch here. So today, Lemon wasn't on his show. Now, I don't know what that means. Uh, if I were CNN, look, CNN is like every other company. They are afraid. Think about the boxes Don Lemon checks. Uh, gay African-American. I mean, everybody and their mother, for whatever the reason, is scared to death of firing a gay African-American. Now, if you threw a woman in there, whoo, you got Joy Reid. I mean, honest to God. But it's ridiculous that we let people stay on the air when their performance is terrible, when their thoughts are awful and divisive, and frankly, they have no connection with their audience. But we do, and then when we do, and because we do, we get things like Don Lemon saying this about uh, Nikki Haley and women in general. Actually, if you Google women in their prime, which people have, uh, guess what? It goes about, it talks about women into their 50s. It talks about their sexual prime, mental prime, that kind of thing. It talks about the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. So not only is this guy a passive-aggressive little batch, but he is giving you misinformation based on Google. All right. Our president's 80 years old. I mean, then, you know, Pelosi's, I don't know, 127 years old. How could you possibly sit there every day and listen to this idiot? I mean, Don Lemon could not be a bigger D-bag. He could not be. He is, he, there's nothing redeemable about Don Lemon, and I don't give a damn. You call me whatever names you want to call me. I don't care. We're beyond that on this show. Uh, long time, and I loved him. I thought Tim McCarver was terrific. I thought Tim McCarver was terrific. He died at 81 years old. 
He died at 81 years old. Now, let me go back to Don Lemon. I just got this. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We know your heart was in the right place, Don. I think you were referencing women being in their prime during their productive years. Women are always in their prime because, in my opinion, they get stronger, more courageous, more beautiful as they get older. Well, thank you for that, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he's absolutely right. I mean, I got to tell you, uh, I, you know, now I'm not even going to tell you because if I tell you that it doesn't sound good. But I love women so much more than I love men. I've always said women get me. I like hanging out with women. I think women are more fun. I think they're more interesting. Uh, I like dudes too, but look, uh, not that way, you clowns. But I love hanging with women. Always have, always will. And I'm proud to say that I'm married to the smartest woman or smartest person that I know, and she's my best friend, a lovely Lee Ross Dockage. Tim McCarver died at 81 years old. Uh, I've always been a big Deion Sanders fan, but when Deion Sanders acted like a little batch and dumped water, whatever he did on Tim McCarver, it was a little batch move. Tim McCarver, in my opinion, uh, was one of the, if not the greatest, broadcasters in baseball history as an analyst. He told you he didn't overrun you with stats as so many do now. He didn't wear you out trying to show how smart he is as so many in the basketball world do now. Uh, he was easy. He was fun. Uh, and he was a baseball player. You know, like he was a little bit ahead of my time. In fact, I know him mostly from the baseball game where you put cards in and you flip them around. And he was a really good hitter, but he caught Bob Gibson, maybe the greatest pitcher of all time, and they won a world championship together. I will miss, or I have missed, frankly, Tim McCarver. Now we got guys like Jeff Passan telling us about baseball. Uh, no, I don't need Jeff Passan telling me about baseball or A-Rod's phony ass telling me about baseball. I need guys like Tim McCarver. I'm a big Tim McCarver fan. Uh, rest in peace, Tim McCarver, and I hope his family uh, is hanging in there and doing okay. Uh, here, here we go. Here we go. Um, J.D. Vance is a congressman. He, he, he won re-election this year. Uh, he went down to East Palestine, which is the city that is just being destroyed. Watch what happens here when he puts a stick in the water. Hey, guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run, and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can, you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. Uh, how has Pete Buttigieg and his crew not been, not figured out to get this done down there? I, honest to God. I mean, uh, uh, how has our federal government not helped the people of East Palestine? How is that? How is that possible? I would like answers on that. Like, what do you do? You just let it go? Let's watch that again. Let's see that one more time. Hey, guys. So I'm here at Leslie Run, and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can, you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on the camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. 
And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We gotta keep applying pressure. That's how we're gonna fix this problem. Thank you. You know, on our show uh, this week, Jason Hammer made an interesting point. I don't know if it's true or not, but it sure, certainly seems to be true that because it's Ohio, which doesn't vote for uh, crazy-ass liberal policies and crazy, ridiculous liberal things, they don't care. Now, if that's the direction that our government is going, and, and we know that it has been going in that direction for a long time, that is awful. We're only going to serve those who give our political interests the best opportunity to win elections. That's the direction that we are headed. I don't think that's good. Look, I'm no genius, but I don't think that's good. I think that's a horrible precedent, and that's what it seems to be. It seems to be because this is a rural community uh, that votes, I, I guess, historically conservative, that our federal government does not care. Look, this is a transportation issue. It was a train crash. By the way, did you know we had another train derailment in and around the Detroit area that guess what it contained? Just, just look around and just guess. Toxic materials. Now, you cannot tell me that this is not, I don't know the right way to put it, uh, on purpose, that would be the right way to put it. You can't tell me that this isn't the way that the world is headed. You cannot tell me that. Because this is, I don't believe in coincidences of this magnitude. I don't. I'm sorry. You may. I don't. Um, I got something, and I didn't hit up, and I, I guess I should. Um, did you see this? Did you see J.P. Morgan's head. Um, this is really interesting. This is really, really interesting about what's going on at J.P. Morgan. So you've got a guy in Jeffrey Epstein. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, a lot of people feel like Jeffrey Epstein is, um, well, we're being, we're, we're being sidetracked. Because Jeffrey Epstein's list of a pedophile island is supposedly coming out. How about Jeffrey Epstein's emails with former J.P. Morgan executive, where the executive says, hey, say hi to Snow White. Epstein says, uh, need anything? That was fun, Mr. Stanley, who is the head of J.P. Morgan, responds. That was fun, Jess Stanley. This is all in an email. So, oh, what character would you like next? Beauty and the Beast is the answer. The, the Virgin Islands government alleges the names used by these men, Epstein and this guy Stanley, Using the name of Disney princesses is code for the women that Epstein trafficked. And Epstein also emailed Mr. Stanley photos of young women in suggestive poses. The date stamps on the emails matched Epstein's payment to the same young women from his J.P. Morgan account. Of course, this guy Stanley has denied the allegations. He told Epstein in a 2019 email that Little St. James, Epstein Island, was an amazing place. 
This was at a time that Epstein was on house arrest for some soliciting minors. Presently, I'm in a hot tub with a glass of light white wine. Next time we're here together, how are you? Deeply appreciate our friendship. I have so few, so profound. So this guy is all over. He is all over Epstein Island. Now, this guy lied about when his contacts were. The government is not suing Stanley, but claims that his employer profited handsomely from the hundreds of millions of dollars in assets in those accounts. You know, I was watching a show the other day, and they always said these kind of things are about sex, revenge, money. That's it. And man, is that right? Sex, revenge, money. And here you got it. So a lot of people think that, well, you know, all of these derailments and these UFOs are a way of distracting us from the pedophile island talk. I don't know, and I hope it doesn't distract anybody. And this was actually interesting enough. uh, This was actually from CBS News, which is shocking that a news organization, a legacy news organization, would actually talk about this. Think about what's going on. Don't you want to, I mean, aren't you a little bit fascinated by what went on on that island, I am. And if that makes me a bad guy, which I'm sure it will be in in the media, you're a bad guy for, I want to know who. I want to know how many times. Uh, If Donald Trump was on there, throw his ass in jail. Whoever was doing things with young women, throw their ass in jail. This isn't a political thing. This is a, we got a whole group of oligarchy in our country that are just full of crap. That are the biggest perverts going. And yet they act righteous. How many times was Bill Gates on that island? Why did Bill Gates' wife out of the blue after the list came out? Why was that? Why was he divorced? Why did she divorce him immediately after that list came out? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You tell me. Don't tell me there's not a coincidence. Do not tell me even for a second that there's not a coincidence. So... I don't know. You guys, you guys thinking, well, it's, yeah. Uh, This just happened. Let's go back to Don Lemon. Don Lemon jumped on a CNN staff call to apologize for his sexist comments. And women are not in their prime uh, in their 40s. It didn't go over well. This is from TMZ, which is one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie to you. So this idiot, he said he didn't mean what he said. He was going to continue to fight discrimination against women. He said, some of my best friends are women. Oh, that's like the racist guy saying, hey, I got a black friend. I I got one. Man, what a punk. He told some people on the call afterwards, uh, we're told some people on the call said that Don Lemon was tone deaf, saying it looked like Don was giving himself kudos uh, for owning his mistake. Look, he's a little batch. All you got to do is look. One of the things that I can do is, and this isn't great, but I can tell about people immediately. It's a gift. It is. I'm a basketball servant, and I can read people immediately. And all you got to do is two seconds to know he is a self-obsessed little batch. That's it. Don't get mad at me. Call me whatever names you want. I don't care, but that's what he is. I mean, all you got to do is watch. So there's no wonder that legitimate people, legitimate Uh, women are like, yeah, the guy's full of crap. My best friends are women. All right. My sister, my brother. Oh, okay. 
right. So Lemon gets on a call. See, I, I go back to this, and this may not be interesting for people on our show, and it may be too much jumping around, but whatever. Why the attack on women? Why the attack on children? I, I go back to this all the time. Why the attack on women? Why do we feel the need that every single time, every single time, we go about the business of marginalizing someone, it's always women and kids. Let me ask you a question. I ask this every day. We're going to have Mark Harris coming up. It's going to be great stuff coming up. But what makes a guy wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I want to dress up as a woman suggestively and dance in front of little kids. Now, I don't give a damn what you tell me. I don't give a damn if you tell me that's the entertainment industry. I would tell you that's sick. I'll tell you that today, tomorrow, the next day. And if you don't agree with me, fine. Don't agree with me. But that's my opinion. Hey, look. Hey, honey. Uh, hey, Lee. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to dress up uh, in my uh, pretty woman costume, and my hooker costume with my hooker heels, and I'm going to go dance uh, at the, uh, the elementary school. Think about that for just a second. Think about that for just a quick second. Mark Harris is going to join us. He's one of our writers. And Mark had a great line. If you're upset about Tiger Woods giving a condom to Justin uh, Thomas, that's on you. Then you're an idiot. Go Tiger Woods. More condoms. Hey, look, right? Maybe Justin, he's a man. Everybody tells me men can have periods. What the hell? Maybe he was just helping. Maybe he saw a little leakage in his britches. And he was just trying to, you know, we'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Ladies and gentlemen, um, sometimes we just need an ambassador of common sense. And we have that at OutKick. We have many of those at OutKick, but it is Mark Harris, golf guy, common sense advocate. We talked earlier, Mark, about this. Um, I, for one, love to play golf. I play as often as I can. I'm uh, going on a golf trip <coughs> with my son and nephew, my brother, uh, in the middle of uh, April, and I am stocking my golf bag with tampons. I don't give a damn who's mad about it. I'm putting tam. Every time I outdrove my drive my son or my nephew, boom, they're getting a tampon. I don't believe people with a functioning brain are actually offended by Tiger Woods handing Justin Thomas a tampon. If you're offended, you need to get outside more. That's you. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was it was inevitable, right? Like yesterday, it happens, and all these Capital J journalists that work for certain networks, they slept on it all night, and they came up with their headlines about, oh, it's so offensive, and oh, how dare he? It offends all these women and stuff, and it's and you know, kind of the kind of the running thing is, oh, it's a childish, immature move. Well, my big thing is, even at you know, forty-seven year olds like Tyre Woods, professional athletes, believe it or not, most of them are immature and childish. 
I mean, if, have you heard LeBron James talk lately or Travis Kelsey after the Super Bowl or anything like that? So it's just, you know, it's one of those double standard things where it's just manufactured stuff where you got to you got to you got to complain about something. Um, Tiger did it very subtly yesterday. It's not like he walked up to him and it was he didn't do it for the cameras. This was Tiger just doing kind of a his version of a savage move. Him and Justin Thomas are best friends. They play golf all the time together away from the PJ Tour. They live near each other. They're buddies. It's just guys being guys. And, you know, today's world, you can't – guys can't just be dudes. No, no. Everybody needs to read the book Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart gives you permission to be a guy. It gives you permission to hunt. It gives you permission to just be a guy. I got to tell you, I'm just, I I saw that move and I was disgusted with myself that I had not thought of it. I hate to be a copycat, but I'm pissed off I did not think of that move, Mark. Yeah, it's a pretty good one, right? I think uh, talking to some buddies about it, it was kind of the only move that Tiger would kind of pull off. And, you know, as you said, you play golf and guys make jokes. And it's just like any other sport, especially on the golf course. If you outdrive somebody, you're going to maybe make a joke about it. Um, you don't see it too much on the PJ Tour like that. But like I said, JT and Rory was the third in their group. They were just having – first of all, they played really well down the stretch yesterday. Um, Tiger shoots two under. He's only five five off the lead. But, yeah, it was just a fun moment, and let's just let it be a fun moment. Let's move on. Let's watch Tiger play golf today and end of story. The idea of Tiger winning this tournament is ludicrous to everybody but Tiger. Ryan Burr, who's pretty close to Tiger, said, Dan, I'm telling you, this right leg – is a complete mess, and only Tiger would be out there playing on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it was pretty amazing yesterday to see what he did. Um, you know, all the reports were like even on the range, he was messing with his right ankle. Today, this week, the injury's been the right ankle. He's got plantar fasciitis in that right foot. Obviously, he barely has a leg. His right leg was almost amputated two years ago. The man almost died two years ago in a car crash. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable that he that he goes around Riviera one of the very few courses he's never won on actually um, on the PJ Tour that what he did but yeah I think realistic expectation I mean going into the tournament I wrote about this at outkick.com about there shouldn't be an expectation and that's completely fine just go enjoy the guy swing the golf club if he hits it 81 times today he hits it 81 times and who cares but yeah I, I think the uh the real expectation for the the week is just to maybe make the weekend Heck, maybe he finishes in a tie for 27th and he gets that hype for, you know, the Masters is only two months away, month and a half away. So, you know, build some hype around there and see what happens. But, yeah, I don't I don't think he's winning. Hey, he could. People have never won won any money uh, doubting Mr. Wood. So we'll see. That's true. That is big time true. Uh, We saw we showed a picture yesterday or uh, of yesterday of Mickelson hitting a shot on the live tour and tiger hitting a shot on the PGA tour. There it is. You see, nobody's really watching Phil, everybody watching tiger. And I know it's tiger. So he gets watched Brooks Kepka reportedly with some buyers remorse. Um, I can see that happening as guys are like, wait a second, nobody's paying attention to us. You think we'll see some guys, will they be able to jump back to the PGA tour? Yeah, that's the question, right? Um, there's so many lawsuits, you can't even wrap your head around it with the PJ Tour and the European Tour and Live Golf right now. So I think time will tell on that front. I think from day one of all this, it's, this all has to play out in course before anything, you know, really, really happens with this. But yeah, like the photos you, you show there, um, Tiger, he's always going to have the biggest calorie. He could be 75 years old out there. And Phil was the same way on tour before he left. I mean, 
Phil could be shooting 79, 79 on Thursday and Friday, and he's going to have three, 4,000 people around him. Um, even yesterday at Riviera, the group behind Tiger, Rory, and JT was Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, alongside Jordan Spieth and Colin Morikawa. And they show their gallery, and there's like seven people watching them at you know, a PJ Tour event Thursday in L.A. I mean, it's just what that star power is. But um, as far as live goes, we'll, we'll see if it all plays out. I think the PJ Tour – wouldn't mind seeing Brooks Kepka and you know he kind of plays that villainy role um he has the biggest ego on in golf probably him and Patrick Reed both um I think they're probably missing that a little bit it's a little top heavy right now with John Rahm Roy McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler um you know Scheffler's probably not the most exciting guy in the world get some more guys back and see uh just make more bodies the better more uh, elite talent with some personalities the better um this is Tiger's tournament, and it's that's you know I'm sure that's one of the reasons that that he's playing. It's a flat course, is what I've been told, and that's another of the reasons that he's playing. Is there anybody like Scheffler? You mentioned he's the number one player. He's fun to watch. Justin Thomas is a guy that's been around. Is there anybody up and coming? that you see, Mark, that has a chance to capture the imagination. reason I'm asking that is because you, you wrote about it, I believe. You know, uh, Roy McElroy wants uh, an NBA-type lift-up of its biggest stars, right? Um, is there anybody up and coming that's going to capture our imagination? Yeah, not probably not for – nobody comes to mind for, you know, just the – the, the average golf fan that just watches the last few holes on a Sunday. Um, Jordan Spieth still plays golf, and he's still incredibly exciting to watch play, especially when he's – even if he's playing poorly, I mean, he's unbelievable to watch. Justin Thomas is another one of those guys. But as far as capturing the nation, of, I, I don't think you have like a, a Jeremy Lin moment at the Garden coming on the PJ Tour where this guy, you know, pops up out of nowhere. There's plenty of young talent. Um, and they are, you know, diving into these personalities a lot more. Netflix has the new documentary series out this week where they're really detailing all these guys. And it's a it's great content, the few, few episodes I've watched. But they're, they're, they're pushing that as much as they can. They're just hoping they kind of find that gold strike. Um, there's plenty of young guys, but not anybody that's going to, you know, blow your mind away. Be like, oh, I got to watch Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of stuff. All right. Um, I'm going to shift gears on you. You, you had a tweet. That said, and here come the refs. That's what were you watching? I, I didn't know what you were watching, but I swear to God, whether I was a coach or now a bro- or a broadcaster or now a fan, and here come the refs come into my brain all the freaking time, Mark. What were you referring to? Yeah, I mean that was I think it was me and half the nation watching that the final well not the final play but the, the holding call in the Super Bowl. Um, in the yeah. moment, it looked really really bad. Um, obviously slow-mo and stuff makes it even worse. I, I was under, I, I believe that they could have kept that flag in the pocket. It was obviously holding, but maybe just let it kind of play. They're not going to, if they wanted to, you know, the, the cliche, there's holding on every play, but they're not going to call it on every play kind of deal. Um, and kind of one of the more interesting, uh, takes after all that, that, uh, I found pretty neat that I've never really heard about. I think it was Dan Orlovsky talking about how the safeties and BBs when they're playing a team wearing white, jerseys you're supposed to wear white gloves i think that's the Billichick thing too where you got to wear white gloves so you can't see your hands but if they've got you know these black gloves or dark green gloves like the eagles were wearing that night it makes it pretty pretty damn easy for these refs to see what's happening so i thought that was pretty neat but yeah it was all it was me i might i may or may not have had a wager on the eagles that night so i might have been even a little bit more 
pissed off about it, but you know, it is what it is. You win some, lose some. Did, did, uh, will Travis Kelsey, it's just, you know, it was announced earlier. Will Travis Kelsey, will he kill it? Will he kill it as the host of Saturday night live or will be, he be uncomfortable? I saw that headline today. I hadn't read the story. It said, I think he's the first athlete to host it in, in three years or something. I mean, in my, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live, like actually live. Gosh, maybe in my lifetime, I haven't done that. Like, that's just not, first of all, I've got a three month old kid, so I'm not staying up that late anymore uh, to begin with. But yeah, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's an entertaining guy. Um, I guess it depends on the other guests they have that night um, on the show, but We'll see. I mean, he's entertaining enough. I'd rather see him up there than like Mahomes, you know, being kind of boring or stuff like that. So uh, all, all the best to him. Him and his brother. I think it, it may be a missed opportunity to maybe have his brother on there too. They're they're a deadly duo on the podcast and all the shows that they do. So we'll see. I gotta I gotta tell you, I thought his brother seemed like the adult, right? His brother was crying on their podcast. He we got. I, I felt like he was. It's like a typical older brother has sense. Younger brother's a maniac. Yeah, Travis, Travis might have still been, I don't know, maybe he was still a little hungover or something. He was just not going through the emotions. Um, but, yeah, I think that the Kelsey brothers, it's, it's entertaining stuff, like I said. It's, uh, I think they'll, he'll, he'll be fine on Saturday Night Live, and uh, older brother will rein him in, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens on that front. Let me ask you before I let you go, Genesis. Tiger is, you know, he made a move late, as you said. So did, uh, so did Thomas. Who do you like? Who do you like to win this weekend based on where we're at right now? Yeah, Tiger, Tiger, JT, and Rory. The, the, they played together yesterday. All three birdied the last hole. Pretty uh, fun to watch. Uh, like we talked about, Tiger's not going to win this week. It'd be cool if he stays in the mix today. Maybe shoots another two or three under and, you know, is around for Saturday. Um, but as far as the kind of the bigger name, Rory jumps out to me. He's a four under. I think Morikawa is also at four, maybe five under. Uh, one of those guys. But then you have Max Homa tied at the top um, with Keith Mitchell. Um, another Keith Mitchell hits in a mile. He's a good, he's a very good player. Just hasn't really cracked consistently in the winter circle. Um, but Max Toma might be pretty tough to beat. He's an LA kid. He's won there before two years ago, I believe in a playoff. So yeah, it, it, he might be tough to beat. He won a few weeks ago on tour. Um, so maybe the local boys kind of the guy to back, especially uh, with a couple shot lead over the Morikawa's the ROM types. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you. Thanks Absolutely. for coming Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's Mark Harris. Look, the golf is fun when Tiger's playing. I'm not going to lie. It is. And golf does two great things for me. One, I love seeing what Tiger does. I just do. Uh, and it's sad what he's gone through, too. i tell you this. Man, oh, man, does it help you fall asleep on a lazy Sunday afternoon. You put golf on, you get in your chair, and you have a sit, and next thing you know – I don't know, they're on the 17th hole, and you're like, I don't know what in the hell happened around here. Seriously, I, I, I look at it, and I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on, but something happened, and next thing you know, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I like it. I do. I like it. Um, couple of, I thought I brought my deal over. Oh, yeah, it's right here. You know what? I was looking for something that is literally right here. All right. There is no way I will not accept this. There is no way I will accept the YouTube chat. There is no way that I will accept the YouTube chat. Anybody on our YouTube chat 
not agreeing that the Tiger move tampon was absolutely fantastic. I will not accept it. I don't care. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Dan, mow the lawn, have a beer, fall asleep on the couch watching golf. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Sunday afternoon. There's nothing better to put you to sleep and rest in peace, Tim McCarver, than a baseball game on a Saturday afternoon, particularly if the announcers for your team, the announcers for your team are talking about analytics. If they are talking about analytics, that is the cure for insomnia. That will put you to sleep immediately. And I don't mean kind of, sort of, maybe immediately. I mean immediately. Let me get back to uh, college basketball last night. I want to talk just for a minute about the scope of college basketball because college basketball this weekend kind of takes center stage. It kind of does. I think the best team in the country is Houston. If you're going to put some money on a team to win the national championship, I would put a little bit of coinage on Houston. I watched them a little bit yesterday play SMU. SMU's not very good. SMU hung around. They made some shots late. But I got to tell you, I don't know that Calvin Sampson can win a national championship. I don't know that they're going to have offense enough. But, man, they got dudes. They got real, 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 real dudes. Real dudes. Like, talk out of your side of your mouth. Real dudes, you Purdue fans, relax. Seriously, relax. You're going on the road. You're Purdue, first off. So we expect you to kind of crap the bed. We know that's going to happen. And the whole idea where some guy said, look, here's the deal. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the whole idea where they said, well, you got to be 10 points better on the road. Uh, that's crap. That's complete crap. Now, don't buy into it for a second. All I tell you is this. All I'm going to tell you is that's never the way it works out when you actually coach. Why you tell? We got to win by 11. You got to win by one. Let's go. You got to be one point better. I understand the premise, but that's stupid. Don't worry, Purdue fans. You are very, very difficult to beat. And that's the number one thing you want to be in college basketball. You really don't beat yourself. The team got hot yesterday. You did beat yourself in terms of Mason Gillis acting like a damn fool acting like a big damn fool. Don't act like a fool. Don't hurt yourself, and you will be fine. But I'm telling you right now, Houston's got athletic ability. Houston's got bodies. I'll tell you some other team that does too, Arizona. I caught a little bit of Arizona last night. I don't think Arizona's great, but they're 23-4. and I watched them play last night. They got all these guys whose names you can't pronounce. All these guys. They got all these guys. I don't even know what – I'm going to give you a name. Arzunas – Tabulis. Arzulis Tabulis. A-Z-O-U-L-A-S-T-U-B-E-L-I-S. All right. He's the leading scorer. Kerr, K-R-I-I-S-A. K-I-I-S-A. Yes, we will get Jason Benetti as a um, weekly guest from now on, now that we're in the middle of hoops. All right. Last time these two played, this is why I like Arizona. I want you to listen to me now. Last time they played, Utah scored 81 points and beat the crap out of them. This time they got 63, and they were lucky to get 63. I'm just telling you. Uh, 
And the coach, a guy named Smith, said about Arizona, they looked unbeatable tonight. They were in great rhythm. They were trying to disrupt. So as we move towards the NCAA tournament, a lot of people, a lot of people will be telling you different teams, but I'm telling you right now, Houston looks legit to me. Arizona looks legit to me. And, of course, they're going to be on everybody's list. I'm not telling you uh, anything you know, that I don't, that I, that, yeah, I'm not telling you, I'm not giving you some, you know, sneaker, sleeper pick. There's no room for sleeper picks. I'm just telling you. Um, back to golf for a second. Here's a question for the YouTube chat. You're playing golf. This is a trivia question. Guy hits a drive. He, he, he hits a terrible drive. And he doesn't get it past the women's tee. All right? He doesn't get it past the women's tee. What does that guy have to do? Does he, A, have to do a cartwheel, B, re-tee, or C, expose himself in such a manner that could get him arrested? I'm just saying. So this has been going on for years in golf. I'm not even going to defend it. Because it doesn't need defending Tiger Woods putting a tamp on. I think it's absolutely great. Sean Black says pants got to come down. Pants got to come down, ladies and gentlemen. Pants on the ground. I don't know about pants on the ground, but I know this. Uh, Maybe. Just maybe. All right, a couple of other things as we move forward. We got the damn awards coming up here in about five minutes. We got a handyman award. A woman being brilliant is always on my radar. A woman being a genius is always on my radar. In fact, we're going to do this. We're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back with the damn awards. You don't want to miss this. We got some great stuff here. The Burn Peen Award. All right. Be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. You know, each week we give you the damn awards. See what we did here? Don't at me. Damn. Got it? Get it? Good. All right. 
Uh, this is the Handyman Award. See, now I go to this. Women are smart. They just are. Um, a woman uses a dating app to find a man to come fix her sink. This is brilliant. Let's roll it, baby. This is genius. And maintenance is not available. There's a bunch of girls here for my party. Uh, maybe a rent. <laughs> you think that's real? That seems real, but she gets on a dating app and she finds a dude to come over and fix her sink. Now, <clears throat> here's my thing. As a good-looking guy, as an enthusiastic guy, what's the payment? No, you perverts, I'm not talking about prostitution here, sex for sink work. I'm not talking about that. Get your mind out of the damn gutter. But what is the payment? Does the guy get to go out with her? Does he get to have a glass of wine with the ladies? Uh, if I were him, frankly, I would run. I would say, I'm here, I did this because I'm a really good guy, but that house looks chaotic. And here it is, boys and girls, when you're younger, you kind of like chaos. You walk in, there's a party, there's people, there's a keg over here, you know, there's uh, whatever going on over here. You guys party a little harder than me, I just basically had a keg. But when you're older, the last thing you want is chaos. I want no chaos. But look at this. This looks chaotic to me. We got crap on the floor. Whoever this lady is got a drink. She's over there. Let's play this again. I want to see this. Let me see this from the start. Do you mind? And maintenance is not available. There's a bunch of girls here for my party. Uh, maybe a rent. I want to know the payment plan. I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. That's right. I'm that guy. I want to know what's this guy getting out of it. Did they end up dating? I don't know. The Burn Peen Award. You know the show Naked and Afraid? I've watched it twice. It seems, again, it may be a Fox show. I don't know, but I certainly don't want to be, uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to be offensive to our people here. But listen to this. A contestant on the survival reality show, Naked and Afraid, has revealed that he accidentally burned his junk while filming the series' upcoming 15th season. Now, here's what I would do to get Naked and Afraid. I would promote the living hell out of that. Like, I would promote any type of thing where the male or female anatomy, particularly the private parts, gets burned or probed or whatever. I would promote that because I've got to tell you, uh, we like that stuff. That stuff draws interest. Like, I actually might want to watch to see how this guy burned his packy. I'm just telling you the way the world works. People are different. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody is a Puritan. Not everybody rides around, you know, in a smock. Like, I like smut when it comes to my, uh, my, my, uh, my comedians. I'm not a porn guy. I've never been porn guy. I've never gotten the whole porn thing. Hey, guys, come on over. Let's watch porn. And I've never really gotten that. Hey, Lee, 
let's get into Satchel and let's watch porn. I, I, maybe I should. I don't know, but I've never really understood that either. But I am, huh? How did he burn his junk guy? I am, huh? How did that woman like that fart guy? That's right. I'm sophomoric. And I'm not even, I am not even going to try to hide it from you. I'm not. I'm sorry. And you are too. You just don't admit it. You you really, you don't admit it. I mean, the YouTube chat, please. Uh, The question, by the way, on the YouTube chat, is Tiger Woods a woman hater? The answer is either yes or I'm a bigot. Of course it is. I mean, if you don't say yes, then you, ladies and gentlemen, are a bigot. I'm just telling you. A lot of jokes on here. Dude laying more pipe than Roto-Rooter. Uh, Dan, I think that the guy that fixed the women's drain, his sandwich, his reward was a rotten roast beef sandwich. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan said going in the last break that Tiger Woods gave Justin a condom. That would have been funnier than a tampon. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I am going to keep condoms and tampons in my golf bag. I, I'll figure out. All right, here's a, here's a question for our show. What does a guy have to do on the golf course to get a condom flipped at him? Like, we know if you hit it short of me, I'll give you a tampon. But let me ask you a question. To get a condom, what is it? I don't know. But I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I did see Deep Throat. I lasted about 10 minutes on it. I'm I'm not porn guy. I'm sorry. All right. Someone's been bad award. Some dude tried to break out of a maximum security prison disguised as a sheep. It's hard to believe, but he was caught when the guards realized he wasn't a sheep. There's the guy. So you try to break out of jail, dressed as a sheep. It's solid. Look, it's not like to break out of jail, they're going to give you the lock and key. It's not like they're going to say, hey, here you go, break out of jail, so you got to come up with some kind of way. Andy Dufresne, right? He got the, the rock pick. He put the Raquel Welch, rest in peace forever, Raquel Welch poster, and he went through a mile and a half of the worst crap you'll ever go through to get out. So a dude decided to sheep. You know, I got a story. My brother in college at Wabash College, an all-guys college here in Crawfordsville, Indiana, true story. Um, true story. He wrote a paper for an English class on how to have sex with a sheep. True story. He talked of making it an exciting thing where you... Hu- Picked the legs of the sheep, did your thing, but you held the sheep over a cliff, which made it very active. You get everything on this show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying it's all good. I'm just saying you get basically everything when you come to our show. I'm just saying. That's it. Uh, Dan, condom, short putt. All right. Play golf without pants on. I, I played golf naked when I was in high school, and if we had done that now, I do believe we would have been arrested. I'm just saying. All right. Here's the deal. The Money is Tight Award. Listen to this. Rangers ace Jacob DeGrand shows up at spring training with his massive contract 
and immediately has to be shut down with tightness in his arm. Um, then we discussed this yesterday with our friend Rob Dibble. Giving big money to these pitchers is idiotic. And when will anybody understand that the way we are grooming pitchers is idiotic, is stupid, is ridiculous, is jackassery? They don't throw, they're coddled, and now they can't throw. Can somebody please, and I know that clown Jeff Passan put in a book, well, we got to do this and that. Jeff Passan's never thrown a baseball from me to there. Jeff Passan, my ass. But I have the smartest baseball coach that I know is a man named Dave Pisker. He's the winningest baseball coach in high school baseball. Long toss. Long toss, ladies and gentlemen. Long toss. Throwing more. Building up a muscle. $185 million for a guy that's hurt all the time, for a guy that shows up hurt. Here's the deal, and I try to tell you this about sports. When the best player has drama, it doesn't work out in modern sports because other players are so sensitive that they look at the best player and it hurts their little feelings. It doesn't go right for them. So this guy is already a tax, a pox upon the Rangers. He's already a guy that is wearing out his teammates simply by showing up with his big contract, with his big expectations, hurt. I'm telling you. Listen to this. So he gets hurt, DeGrom, and he comes back last year. Listen to this. 5.8 innings per start. And then when the training wheels were taken off, he finished with a 6.00 ERA in his last five starts. That's this guy, DeGrom. Like, here's the deal. When Tom Brady shows up in your building, everybody sits up straight. When Peyton Manning showed up in Denver, everybody sat up straight. They players talked about it, both in Tampa and Denver. Everybody stood up straight. Everybody was on. Everybody had to match this guy. Jacob DeGrom shows up. The first question you say is, well, can he go? Can he pitch? I'm telling you, these contracts are nuts. These contracts are idiotic. And DeGrom is a whiner as well because he was whining about how, well, I didn't like the way the Mets handled my injury. So what? Five innings, $185 million. What, what are we doing? What, what, what are we doing? I, I, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I mean, five years, $185 million to do what? To do what? All right, this I like. This is something that were I in, uh, how old is this guy? He's a teenager. So were I a teenager, I would see this and try to break the record, but I could never do it. But we would think we could. Watch this. This is the jump rope record, Guinness World Book of Record, most skips in one minute. Let's see it.
Now, I got to tell you, as a kid, now who's counting? I guess you could count it. I couldn't count that. You couldn't count that. Don't lie to me. You got no chance of counting that. But I'm telling you, we would have tried it. We would have been in our front yard in our, uh, on our uh, cement little driveway, and we would have tried it. We would have. I think you would have too. I do. I, I think you would have tried it. Wouldn't we have to try it? I think so. But anyway, so this kid breaks a world record. He gets in Guinness, and I'm all for him. I'm 100% all for him. And I'll tell you what I really liked about it. Look at the people around him. Look at the guy right behind him, man. He's keeping track of something. Everybody's got a job to do in this. Everybody's got something that they have to do. And I love it. Hey. All right. You know I love these. You know I love when I see vigilante justice. I never was for vigilante justice. But we have video of a woman fighting off some idiot guy in a gym. This is how good my guys are. See, here's the deal. Uh, My daughter, I think, is at my house today. And I'm going to tell her, and I'm glad that she's doing it. I told her to get in a boxing class. Hey, I don't know if you're ever going to need it. You may never need it. I hope to God you never need it. But I got to tell you, there's nothing wrong with a little vigilante justice, particularly when women are involved. Let's see right here. This is in a local gym. Surveillance video shows a 24-year-old woman fighting off her attacker inside a gym at a Tampa apartment complex. She is thrown to the ground but does not give up. The moment I would try to call 911, he would try to grab my arm or he was grabbing me. And I was like, okay, at this moment, I can't call 911. So I got to fight this out for the moment. Nashali Alma says she was exercising alone last month around 930 at night inside the gym at the Oaks of Woodland Park Apartments when she let the suspect in the gym. She says sometimes people forget their key fobs, so she didn't think twice. Alma is a bodybuilder and figured if she kept fighting, her attacker would get tired and give up. That was my you know, thought the entire time because the more fight you put in, I do believe they would get more tired because they see that, dang, this girl is fighting, you know, and you can see at the end of the video, he was tired. (laughs) After struggling with him for more than a minute, she is able to break free. I was overwhelmed with emotion of how proud I was that this victim wasn't going to allow herself to be raped and how hard she fought and the strength she had. According to a criminal report affidavit, the next day, the suspect, Xavier Thomas Jones, knocked on another woman's apartment door, asking if she wanted to hang out because he thought she was pretty. Deputies say he entered her apartment, but the victim's fiancé chased him away. After that encounter, deputies located and arrested Thomas Jones. You have no idea who I am. You have clearly been watching me from the outside of my apartment, and you just decided to come out and and knock on my door. You know, it was just, it was weird. It was really weird, really scary and weird at the same time. Telling you, man, I don't give a damn what Don Jones says or Don Lemon says. Women are badasses. If you have a daughter, if you have a wife, mother, my mother's 87, I'm telling her, take boxing. Screw the jet, screw the water aerobics. Let's get into some boxing, mom. Let's throw some hands. I know you're watching this, mom. Anybody comes in to attack my mother, they're getting the what for. But my daughter is taking boxing classes, and I got to tell you, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Vigilante justice. All right, we come back. The queen of TikTok is going to join us. That's right. Let's go, Haley. I'm ready for you. 
TikTok is supposed to be bad, and maybe, I don't know, and maybe it gets banned all across the country. But I got to tell you right now, Haley and I, we like it. We'll show you some TikToks when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, there are TikTokers, and then there are TikTok legends. <laughs> Haley, I cannot see you, so I'm going to assume that, oh, there she is. Old dogs, new trends. By the way, the word on the street is half a million people uh, got mad at you. What did you predict? What happened here on TikTok? Yeah, I, I did make a TikTok on my personal page. This wasn't on OutKick, but I thought that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, they broke up. I thought it was going to be some kind of like publicity stunt where they would have some halftime show performance and get back together because Megan Fox was the um, like a love interest. She was an actress in one of Rihanna's music videos. So I thought they were just, I had a whole theory and I was wrong. So then people started coming for me. <laughs> it just really wasn't that well, deep. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know that anytime you put out a celebrity conspiracy theory, um, in this world, it seems right. I know, I know, I know you loved Rihanna's halftime, right? It was okay. I would have loved to see, um, I would have loved to see her bring out other celebrities, like other guests, um, have her do a collab or something. Um, but honestly, I thought that she, she looked beautiful. Um, the dancers were a little weird. I didn't love their outfits, but she sounded amazing. Um, I mean, people haven't heard from Rihanna in a really long time. She doesn't really go on tour. She's been teasing a new album for like a long, long time. So the Rihanna Navy is, um, you know, highly anticipating new content and new songs from her, but we haven't really gotten that. So I feel like this was a nice little teaser. If you could have one person, mine would be, I loved what Bruno Mars was doing and I'm not the right guy to ask. Cause I don't know, you know, the cool acts, but if you could have one, if you were going to be like, this is what my dream halftime would be, who would it be? Wow, that's tough. I feel like it has to be Drake. I think he'd do a really good job. Uh, yeah, I remember going, I took my daughter and her friends at a state fair before Drake was really, they knew who he was, but... I tell you, the thing I remember about Drake is the entire place smelled like weed. The entire fairgrounds in Indiana just smelled like freaking weed. It was, it was like, all right. They probably, all right. they probably wouldn't let that into the Super Bowl. But I just, he's another artist that has songs with a lot of other great artists. So I feel like that would just be an opportunity to have this, you know, ensemble cast, if you will, of a Super Bowl halftime show. So maybe. All right, last thing before we get to the videos. On the YouTube chat, Connie is all over me because we just showed a bodybuilder woman who fought off an attacker. And I said, look, I'm very happy that my daughter is taking boxing classes. I yes. want her to be able to defend herself. Um, Connie's mad at me. She's like, stop it. If you're not a bodybuilder, you wouldn't have been able to fight the guy off. Look, I I'm not saying that it's ideal, but at least a boxing class gives you some semblance of maybe a chance in a, in a thing like that. I totally agree. And I, I mean, I was just sitting here with one of my colleagues and we were, when it, go it went to the video and she had the face tattoos, I'm like, that's a face of a woman who will not go down without a fight. I'm like, she's, she's badass. <laughs> hey. 
But I've you always can't, said you have, I, to, I, you have to fight until the death, tooth and nail. You cannot give up. And that's those are the success stories, these women that do not give up. So I've always said I would not hire anybody with a face tattoo. That's me. And I would not fight anybody with a face tattoo. That's also me. I wouldn't do either. I wouldn't do either. Same here. It's a good rule of thumb. All right, what do you got? What do you got for me today, lady? Let's play the first video. Actually, out road hunting for ditch chickens right now. And uh, as soon as you guys answer the phone, there's five of them in the road in front well, of me. Well, set the phone there down. Is. Put the, the phone, phone down. down. We'll, we'll listen. We'll, we'll listen. All right, hang on. I need two more for a limit. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Did he actually nail him? Yeah. Still out there no, yeah. He's blowing it up right oh, now. Is he a runner? Did you hit oh, him yeah. square? No, I got him. One shot. We're good. All right. We heard it. Can't fake that. Okay. You were not in I your was, car. I was outside. Yes. Good. So that was Dylan's video. This this guy. I called, knew that was. I, hold on. You knew it wasn't me. I knew that was Dylan's video. I knew because he's going to the Wild Turkey Convention, not the Wild Turkey Booze Convention, the Turkey Killing Convention. I knew that was Dylan's video. I want Dylan to cut. I want to go hunting with Dylan. I grew up in New York, so I don't. I don't. You know, I didn't grow up with that whole lifestyle, shooting guns, all that stuff. But I'm into it, so I want to do it. Um, but yeah, this guy calls into a podcast and just. He's like, hold on one second. You, you all need to wait for me. I need to just go shoot these chickens. <laughs> all right. That's a pretty good one. That's a really good And it's a perfect podcast to call into, right? These two guys. Perfect. Perfect. All right. What's the next one? If I put the seat up to urinate and then put it down after I'm done, at your request, that is two seat repetitions per urinary event. This arrangement means that if you go into the bathroom, you can just sit down and urinate and leave with zero seat repetitions per urinary event. Would it not then be a fair and equitable marriage arrangement, creating a scenario where we are both responsible for only one seat repetition per urinary event? And she's gone. So he loses the argument on that one. But on, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not in agreement with him, but he has a good point because there are two seat repetitions for every urinary event for the males, but not for females. So it's not really fair. But I will say, if you have ever tried sitting down on a toilet that was up and you fall in, I'm team... You have to put the seat back down because it's not fun. Um, Haley, this was actually a conversation between me and a good friend of mine, a high school friend of mine. We were on our way. Uh, another friend of ours from high school got in a bad car wreck, so we were bringing him lunch one day, and we got in a conversation about sitting while peeing. Mm -hmm. He says, he says, that's all he does. He goes, look, I'm 60 years old. He is. I am too. And he's like, I don't care anymore. I'm sitting. I don't have to worry about up, down. I don't have to worry about mess. So he's talking me into this and I'll be full disclosure. Cause that's what we do on the show. <laughs> I have started to do this and it's life changing. 
It's life-changing, Haley. It so now, is. You, you know what it feels like that you want the seat down if that's what you so choose. I, I don't do it in public. Okay. But, and Just I, in the and comfort of I, your own home. It, yeah, yeah. But if, when he first said it, I said, hell no. And then as we started talking about it, he started making some sense. Yeah. And now everybody's happy. Lee doesn't have to clean the bathrooms as much. I don't have to do the whole thing. It's a win-win. All right, do we have another one? That was do Ryan, we have another one? That was Ryan's video. Mine is a little more in-depth because I'm going to have to go through the comment section with you. So let's roll mine. Whopper, 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 junior, double, What's triple, your Republican whopper, guilty pleasure? Mine's toppers. Family Guy and Monster Truck videos. That's what that says. <laughs> now, I just thought that this was very funny. I went through the comment section. I'm going to read you some of the things that these liberals or Gen Zers think are Republican things. So Texas Roadhouse, Cowboys, that video of Biden falling off a bike. Um, these are things that liberals think are conservative, but they still enjoy them. I love the video of Biden falling off a bike. I think it's hilarious. Um, it's the best. Bass Pro Shop, um, Pawn Stars, American Pickers, a lot of shows like that, Toddlers and Tiaras, NASCAR and Slim Jims, Military Coming Home videos. Those are amazing. Those are a crowd pleaser no matter what across the aisle. Um, Trump saying Obama. I don't know if you remember that, but liberals find that funny. Um, fishing, U.S. history, Duck Dynasty, um, Johnny Cash, wrestling, Buffalo Wild Wings, dirt bikes and trucks, golden retrievers, apparently a Republican dog, um, Tim Allen, camo clothing, boats, Mountain Dew, Chick-fil-A, and Top Gun movies are apparently all Republican guilty pleasures, things that liberals um, indulge in. Uh, so basically, he, they're saying that Republicans are hillbillies. <laughs> That's what they're saying. And people say <laughs> people say a lot that white people don't have culture, but I think this comment section proves the opposite. Chick I think so, too. Chick-fil-A and I, Top Gun movies. I, I would add Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, that show. He's a yeah. Republican guilty pleasure. Um Country music on the beach. I like to wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots. Those are some, rep I mean, I'm Republican, so it's not really like a guilty pleasure for me. This is just my lifestyle. But I was thinking about it, like what are some liberal guilty pleasures, things that conservatives do that are more liberal? And I was thinking of recycling. I recycle my plastics in my house. So that's like a liberal guilty pleasure, I guess you could say. Um, and like any pop culture, news, celebrities, anything, I mean, they're all liberal. So that's a liberal guilty pleasure, right? Yeah, and there's no question about it. Anything on your TV, anything, anything on Netflix for the most part, unless, of course, they've lost their mind. But the bigger question is this. Do you, did you know what a ditch chicken is? I had no idea. I had to Google it. There's some other alternate um, definitions on Urban Dictionary that I'm, I'm not sure were um, applicable, but right. ditch chickens, I'm right. looking right now, I, like I, ditch chicken hunting. I don't even know what it looks like, images. I'm not, I'm not going to say your age, but I'm just going to give the listeners, she's somewhere <laughs> between 20 and 49, okay? <laughs> are you in your prime right now? Are, are you in your prime? Don Lemon put very specific when women are in their prime. Are we, where are you? I think I'm in my prime. Um, but I will say, 
he could have easily gotten away with this by just saying she's past her political prime, which I think is a fair thing to say, but he totally shot himself in the foot. It was such an easy out. He had such an easy out. He could have just said like, she's not as popular as she was, which is true. I feel like um, when she was UN ambassador and she wasn't, you know, bashing Trump all the time, like maybe she could have had a good shot as like someone's VP. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think that she really is going to rally the Republican Party. So I think it would have been fair for him to say she's out of her political prime. But saying that she's out of her prime as in like too old to run. I mean, by those standards, Joe Biden should have been out of office 20 years ago. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's 172 years old. I mean, uh, you know, she, all right, as a woman, because apparently a lot of women are offended by Tiger Woods handing Justin Thomas a tampon when he outdrove him in an event. Right, thank you. I think it's funny. It's a joke. Um, You know, I think it's less funny when trans people go buy tampons for no reason. Um, But this was obviously a... um, you know, just sticking it to him. Like, I, I outdrove you and, you know, you're a girl. It's just funny. I don't find it offensive at all. You know, people can find everything offensive. I mean, but they do tell me that men can have periods. So maybe he was just trying to help Justin Thomas. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You don't know <laughs> I, what's going on downstairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I liked all three videos. I'm not going to lie. I loved your, uh, uh, I love the comment section because I like things like that, that that make you think. I had no idea what ditch chickens are, Me but I you do have. I do have. <laughs> I know, and <laughs> I did figure the second video about seat up and seat down. That that spoke to me, but I'm going to go with number one. I like I like violence on my radio. I like violence on live. Uh, streaming. You know what I mean? I like live violence. I think killing the chickens in the middle of a podcast. How how do you beat that, Haley? Yeah, the ditch chickens don't wait for anyone. The ditch chicken hunters, I should say, don't wait for anyone. So I like it. Dylan, congratulations on the the winning video this week. (laughs) If there, there has never been a more transparent video for who sent it than Dylan sending that ditch chicken video. There has never been. Now you can definitely guess. Pretty you can definitely guess. Uh, last, last thing, because we, you know, we're just going to end with you and me talking here. Um, Dylan is going to a turkey convention. Uh, you are young gal about town. It is, you know, a weekend. What is, uh, what, what are the hot spot things to do? In Nashville? Yeah, for you, yes. Well, I wouldn't go to a turkey whatever convention. That's not really my style, but I usually do dinners with friends. I'm actually, this weekend, I'm not even going to be in Nashville. I'm going to Naples with some friends. So I'm going to hopefully get some sunshine. Going to Naples? Yep. Uh, You got to go to seed the table. You got to. You got to go to seed the table. Okay. You got to. I will put that on my list. They got music. It's a, it's, it's, it's a incredible conservative. You're going to think this is stupid. All right. Grocery store, bar, dance club. It's incredible. It's and it is not just for people. My, it's, so a, it's, it's the best. It's and it's, a, it's a Republican guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it is. Yes. It, it makes the list. 
Have a great weekend, Haley. Bye, Appreciate Dan, you. you Thank you. All right, Dylan is bragging because Dylan says he's like MJ in 96 and 97. He has, uh, he's gone back to back. Hey, we got a quick Woken Dope we can end this weekend or no? Or did I, did I put it on the kibosh? I can't remember uh, what I did. But uh, Sandu, all right, here we go. There you go. I think so. Look, I, I think that if we are, if we're all going to have videos, there's nothing better than a little, uh, I don't know, chicken killing or a little murder on live radio, live podcast, live streaming, live TV, live YouTubing, live whatever, whatever your guilty pleasure is. And of course, if you say that Tiger Woods uh, hates women, or if you don't say it, then of course you are a bigot. Corey, my man, I got to say goodbye to Corey. He's moving on to Fox News. This, I, what Corey did for our show cannot be described because I'm going to make it sound simplistic. But I used to be over here with the show and I had to do all this different crap. Corey came out to my house from Nashville one day and I mean, he set up this desk like state of the art. I wish I could move the camera and show you. I mean, I got everything right here. I used to have to come in, bend over, do all this stuff. Now I hit this button, hit this button. Corey is a freaking genius. I thank Corey for everything that he's done. Always willing to help. Always a good time. And he's moving on up to the east side. He's getting with Fox News. He's going with the big boys. Congratulations to my friend Corey. And thank you for everything uh, that you have done for our show over the time that we have had our show. You've been nothing short of amazing. Aaron uh, and Gary, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Dylan and Ryan, fantastic job. Haley, absolutely wonderful. Davey, thank you for all the help. We're going to be back at it on Monday. I'll tell you what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going over, first time I've felt any kind, there you go, any kind of good, so I'm going to go work out. And then I'm going to watch Illinois State, baby. They're playing at Indiana State. They take on the Redbirds on Saturday. Let's go, Redbirds. Have a wonderful... I could st- <laughs> uh, I think that's gross. I do. I think that's, that's just gross to end the weekend show. What a great team we have here. What a great time we have. And again, all of you all, all of you on... Uh, Brad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go real quick here. Brad and Eric, Brad Buffington, Eric Turner, Fred Havilland, Gritty Jen, Jim Eagle, Jody Shelton, John Buzzard, Lick, Linda S.D., uh, Paul DePorto, Ro- uh, my friend Robert Shelby, Senator B.S., Uncouth, Van Pasterman. Thank you so much for all of you that have been on the YouTube chat for so many years. It's always a blast. You entertain me far more then I entertain you. It's just fun to read the comments. Some good, some bad. Uh, Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing. We'll be right back here on Monday. Thank you, everybody. See you, Corey.